Hello and welcome to a very special Swapcast edition of Inside Music. I'm your host, James Shotwell, and if you read the title, then you already know what's about to happen. Or you might, if you've heard another edition of the show that we are bringing to you today. Not Quite Podcast is a show that I started a few months ago when Inside Music was no longer filling the needs of the podcasts in my life. You see, something very strange happened to me in 2017. I got divorced. It wasn't something that I expected. It wasn't something that I ever saw myself doing, but it happened. And when that happened, my life kind of fell apart. But fortunately, there were friends there for me. And among them was my buddy Ben. And Ben had his own crap going on, for lack of a better word. Though married and living happily with the love of his life, Ben has a whole lot of other issues. He's battled with depression and alcoholism and family stuff and just a lot of a lot of messed up stuff has happened in his life and Ben is taking it all in stride, but it does weigh on him just as the things that have happened in my life weigh on me and the things that have happened in your life weigh on you. And one day while talking, we decided, why don't we start a show where we just talk about the real stuff, you know, the nitty gritty, the things that you don't put on Twitter, the things you don't, you know, put in your IG story, the real stuff, the dirt, the mud of life, if you will. That's the stuff that always fascinates me whenever I'm talking to somebody. Whenever you're listening to a normal episode of Inside Music, my goal at the end of the day is to get to that grit, that that thing that is happening when people aren't in the spotlight. Now, neither Ben or I have ever really been famous, but we have both found success chasing our dreams, me as a writer in music and Ben as a musician himself. But this podcast, not quite, is about all the other stuff. The, sometimes the things that influence the music and the art, but more often than not, the stuff that you know makes up our lives. Our creative passions are only a very small piece of who we are as people, just like the things that interest you are only a very small part of who you are. And we wanted to create a show that celebrated all the messy stuff that most of us never think we're allowed to talk about. If you've heard another episode of Not Quite, then you know a little bit of the story and what's been going on, but you also know that around September, things kind of fell silent. After three very successful episodes, at least I think they were pretty successful, the show went on hiatus, and it wasn't really given a lot of explanation because we weren't exactly allowed to talk about what happened. As we got near the end of 2017, Ben and I kept trying to bring the show back, but things weren't working out until we finally one day said, you know what? 2018 is going to be our year. In 2018, we are going to deliver one new episode of Not Quite every single week. Maybe two if we're feeling frisky, but we're at least going to knock out one. That's 52 episodes in 2018. We need to make this happen. And so today, I am thrilled to present episode four, or as we're calling it, the reboot of Not Quite Pod, featuring Ben Leapsch and myself. And in this episode, you're going to find out everything that's happened since the last time we were together. Think of this as that moment before the new season of your favorite show starts where they play you everything you missed last season. So if you're a longtime listener of the show, you're going to hear a few things that you already know, but you're also going to hear all the stuff that you've been missing. And if you've never heard the show before, this is the perfect place to start because this is where we're at today. And when we get to the next episode of the show next week, the first one actually recorded in 2018, we're going to pick up right where this one leaves off. We even tease what we're going to be talking about at the end of this episode. Before we get there, I do want to tell you a few quick things. First and foremost, this is the last episode of Not Quite that will be appearing on the Inside Music feed. We only made this a swap cast because we wanted to get the word out about Inside about Not Quite now having its very own feed. Yes, after months of demands and requests, we have our own feed. We've actually had it for a few months, but because the show's been away, we've basically been paying for nothing. But we're starting to use it. 
So if you go to notquite.libsyn, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, you can subscribe to the show's feed. We will be on iTunes and all the other podcast networks very soon. But yes, the show is getting its own feed because where else are you going to host the next 51 episodes of Not Quite? We've been a happy to be a part of the Inside Music family. And of course, I will be here on Inside Music every week in 2018, sharing you stories about life in the industry. But for those of you that want something a little bit more, a little bit beyond the headlines, beyond the music, beyond the art, beyond relationships into that, into that dance we all do where we're trying to avoid the black abyss below us, but not get too lost in the clouds above us and just keep it together for another day. For people that are interested in that conversation, that's what the show Not Quite is about, and I am very happy to present episode four to you today. You're going to hear a little bit of music, and at the very end of the episode, we'll tell you why you heard that song. So that's a little teaser. The episode runs about 104 minutes, so when you get to about minute 101, well, well that's actually minute 71, you're going to know what's happening. But for now, just enjoy this song and enjoy the show. If you want to find out more about Inside Music or Not Quite, both shows are on Twitter. It's at Inside Music Pod or at Not Quite Pod. That's Not Quite P-O-D. Please follow along and we will have more episodes soon. Until then, here's the show. There's a full moon over Tulsa. I hope that it's shining on you. The nights are getting cold. In Cherokee County, there's a blue northerner passing through. I remember green eyes and a rancher's daughter, but remember is all, all that I do. Losing you left a pretty good cowboy with nothing to hold on to. Sundown came and I drove to town to drink a drink or two. You're the reason God made Oklahoma. You're the reason God made Oklahoma. I'm sure missing you. I'm sure missing you. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to the show. Yeah! <laughs> it only took, uh, I don't even remember when we recorded last. We didn't actually release episode four, there's a lost episode. We're getting, we're starting in a weird way, but uh, hi, welcome oh, back to there? Not Quite. I'm uh, host number one, James Shotwell, and uh, my number two here. I'm Ben. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a few months since we talked to all of you, except those of you who only recently discovered the show. I don't know how long it's been since we talked to you. Maybe just a few days. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so life happened, which is kind of ironic because we started this show because life happened. And then life happened in a different way for both of us for a while. And, lots of uh, different ways. Lots of different ways. And this episode, I think, is going to mostly just be like uh, catching up. So like uh, it's almost like we're rebooting the series four episodes in. <laughs> well, it's a, yeah, you know, I mean, it's a good way to go. Like you, <laughs> you get to a you get to a spot where you're like, all right, you know, I'm trying to think of how many, you know, it's like a uh, Spider Man. They eventually started to get it right. Yeah, 
Hopefully like this is better than the second reboot of Spider-Man, which was that Andrew Garfield series. That, that, didn't that one was really unfortunate. I think they, I think they just got a little too like, a little too close to the comic, like close to like the fifties, like <laughs> check it out, like yeah. I'm Spider-Man, like. I thought the first one was um, really good. The second one was just too many cookies. Yeah, that often the case, you know. <laughs> exactly. Um. So I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin. But there is a fourth episode that no one ever heard. So even if we remembered what the last episode was about, no one else heard it. So yeah, let's just start. We'll just start over. It's just New Year's over. Eve. Yeah, it's New um, Year's Eve. You know, I'm hanging out in long socks in my underwear. I'm like 16 or 17 hours into a, I don't know, 24 to 48 hour fast. We'll see what's. We'll see what's what. That's great. Yeah, this is. It's it's crazy. I'm uh getting wild. Um yeah. So let's, let's just, yeah, this is episode one. Episode 1.1 1. 1 or something. Yes. <laughs> I thought about, I thought about calling it, um, new year, new goals, same anxieties. New year, true you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, as a, I'll guess, I'll guess I'll give people a little recap. So the reason that we're doing this, I'm going to drop this episode tomorrow on new year's day because Ben and I set a goal of recording a new episode of the show every week in 2018. So we're going to start off on day one. We're gonna be like, here we are. Yes. We're gonna start yeah, we're starting like in twenty seventeen. We're so dedicated to doing this right in twenty eighteen. I like <laughs> it. Um but basically on my side, so I'll I'll do like what's happened in my life and then maybe you tell people like what happened in your life because your thing's crazy in its own way. Yeah, uh, yeah. That reminds me of when we last recorded. So we last recorded before you came into what you're doing right now. Like the new, yeah. new life. So that, that must have happened like right after we recorded episode four that nobody heard. Probably. Um, so what episode four, James? This is the first episode. First episode. Okay. So <laughs> basically for those uh for those at home, everyone that's not Ben and I, who are also at home right now. Um I took a little bit longer than expected to uh move get my life back together. Um I only as of forty eight hours ago basically Moved into my long-awaited first apartment post-divorce. I've been at home this whole time. I had the great pleasure of celebrating uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving at living with my parents at 30 years old. Oh, and my 30th birthday. Damn, a lot has happened since the last episode. Um, so any anything that happened in the fall, I celebrated living at home with my parents at 30 years old while also having a full-time job with benefits, which is uh, messes with your brain a little bit, breaks your head a little bit. Um, but I also yes. found a place in uh, West Michigan, not like uh, where I do all my live concert reviews, do all that stuff, and I'm sure it'll come up a lot the future but i have an office now i got internet literally 24 hours ago and so this is like the first thing i've done on the computer that isn't just look at twitter on a bigger screen (laughs) like not a lot else has changed i you know i went out with some people tried to get back out there a bit i'm sure we'll talk about it and you know gain some weight lost some weight did some working out did some not I saw Games like away, saw like ten movies in a theaters this month. It's been it's been you know battling loneliness. It's cool. It's cool. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and we haven't I'm been good. doing the show because uh, it's real hard to be uh, as blunt as we are when you're living at your parents' house and you're like, I don't know how I can tell, 
tell Ben the story about, you know, how, uh, for example, last night I saw Greta Van Fleet for the second time since we recorded the last episode of this show. I'm recording, Mom! <laughs> yeah, and uh, I can't be like, listen, man, last night we saw Greta Van Fleet and we ate like 150 milligrams and it was like, we just went with it. That's a story that's real hard to tell at, when you're living at your parents' house. Um, yeah. So... In uh, hopes of you know getting back into the groove of things, that's you know I figured if we were gonna do this episode today, I needed to do something wild last night. So I you know I had had some Long Islands, had uh, ate, ate some THC, yeah. nothing nothing too crazy, but you know got in there, got got loose. Got loose. It sounds like you were at a. It sounds like you were trying to make a night at Chili's especially crazy. Look at it. Some Long Islands. It's true. A little weed. It's true. Like uh, Ben, the other Ben, I always call him Ben. We call him Ben 1 and 2 is how I always refer to you guys, depending on which one of you yeah. I'm talking to. So if you're Ben 1 right now, he's Ben 2 and vice versa. Yeah. In the other section. Um, so, Summer George. Yeah. So Ben Ben 2 is like, I wasn't even planning on drinking, but I walked up and he was like, yo, man, my, my favorite bartender's working because he's a house photographer at this venue. He's like, so okay. give me drinks for free. Um, I was like, sweet, what are we drinking? And he was like, Long Islands. And I was like, why? And then I realized that, like, I think that's the only drink that he knows the name of. Like, you know, like okay. Jack and Coke, you know, the basics. But yeah. in terms of, like, if I want, if he, if you're like, Ben, go order us drinks. His, yeah. The only drink that I think he knows is Long Island iced tea, which is better than, like, I'd rather he do that than be like, we're drinking White Russians all night. Um, yeah, that's, I, dude, White Russians I've never understood. <laughs> Just, like, like... Who wants to get drunk off of milk? People who like eggnog. Like it's just is that, is that the same thing? What's that? Can you get drunk? Is eggnog milk? I don't even know. I mean, I I just I just I hate eggnog as well. Just like all like Kahlua, like any milk that eventually gets you drunk, I'm so confused by. Cause like I don't just ah it's just like da- like cream and dairy and it's like heavy in your gut and like oh man it can't it just it can't come out the other end. It can't affect the other end well. It's true. It's true. Though. The off ramp. Uh, I did have a. Um, we'll, we can get into this, but I did have a, a white Russian with coconut milk yesterday. That was pretty good. Okay. Before I like, I'm, I'm not flouting anybody that no strikes against anybody that loves white Russians or like dairy based drunkenness. <laughs> but it just confuses me. I'm like, how, like, how did you? Or I guess, like, you know. I guess if I could drink a milkshake and get fucked up, I'd be pretty cool with that. They make drunk milkshakes. I, I've heard that. You know, I got out of the game before booze got so... Fun? So fun, yeah. I guess socially... Before it's, it was... It's, I don't know. It's not even socially accepted. It was always socially accepted. More hipster, I guess? Yeah, it got more, like, artisanal. Like, my last beer was a Miller Lite. Like, fuck. Like... <laughs> You know, like the only I was talking to somebody about this the other day. The only uh like the only really like craft brewery spots are like good like good beer. Like I got while I was out in the northwest while I was living out there, and then like you'd have like dogfish head on the east coast and then a couple other little things here or there. Um but yeah, if I was like, Yeah, I'm getting drunk off of a milkshake, people would be like, What the hell is your problem? <laughs> like getting drunk for me was like was like I might as well grab like a like a tall boy while I'm waiting for the oil to get changed in the van like at you know eleven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Like it was never like it was never like oh let's go out to this milkshake spot and they put whiskey in it yeah. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, there are like whole restaurants yeah. built from that company. Yeah, there are. <laughs> Good for them. But you know, I yeah, I got out while like like alcoholism was more blatant. <laughs> like rather than yeah, hiding fun adult activities. Like, yeah, the craft boom was like just ramping up when you backed out. You really yeah. got out at the wrong time. Like you're the guy that sold his Bitcoin in twenty twelve. Yeah, but I'm also not the guy who bought Bitcoin in twenty seventeen. <laughs> Fair. It's fair enough. Yeah, you know, like, you know, <laughs> diving in now is an expensive, you know, like Miller Lights are $6 now, and it's like in, in a lot of places. Like, it's, it's the booze game is crazy. All, everything's crazy. Everything costs too much. The price is too damn high. Anyway, James, yeah. continue with your story. Yeah, my story is, I mean, my story is pretty much caught up. I mean, right now, like, it's just a matter of, like, uh, pretty much unpacked. I still don't have, like, living room stuff. Fun, like, the best part of post-divorce of your first post-divorce move to like your own place is you realize that like even if you think you won and not like we not that we were even fighting but in in the division of things you're like oh i won like i got all the good shit no <laughs> like every time i leave this apartment i come back i spend like a hundred dollars i just i hate i spent i told i texted you this morning when we were like are we still doing this i was like yeah i've only spent two hundred dollars this morning and like i can't even tell you what i spent it on like i'm just uh, uh don't I shit. tell you what, so well, let's let's play a psychic game. What store did you go to? Went to Target. Yeah, I was. I actually was gonna tell you that. <laughs> I assumed you went to Target. You bought uh, some sort of dish towel. <laughs> nope, no dish towel this time. I did have to get no a dish room in uh, dustpan. You bought also. something that was that was that yeah, used fabric. So it's either curtains, dish towels, bed linens. Got or a, bath towels. Got a welcome or like, mat. So that's 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 close. It's close. So what'd you get? Uh, like a welcome mat because it's snowy. A welcome mat. Okay. Right on. Right on. Um, let's uh, silverware or plateware of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. Got okay. Uh, got some. Uh, got new knives. That was one of those like post divorce. Like, oh, she got the knives. And is, now did you buy like like a. Uh, Cutting, like, you know what I mean, like, uh, like a cutlery knives for, like, uh, pairing no, just, food? Uh, I, bought a, I bought a new paring knife because I'm big on cooking, and then I bought a few steak knives. Didn't go with the whole set because I never end up using them, so. Yeah, like, people are like, I gotta have something in case people come over. People never come over. Yeah, I got, I bought, like, four steak knives, and I was like, what am I gonna invite three people over? Yeah, what am I, like, what am I ever gonna be able to afford four steaks? Yeah, who am I ever <laughs> gonna be buying steaks for four? Who am I? What is this? <laughs> uh, like that, uh, oh, I can't remember, I, I can't remember the name of that comedian, but he's like, he starts talking about hammocks. Yes. And he's like, I feel like I'm bragging. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like to own two trees that close together? Yeah. I also, um, I, you know, I, I did, I promised the cats, cats have been through hell this year, so I did promise them a new, like, cat contraption, you know, whatever. It's yeah. wooden, wooden carpet contraption, so that's like a hundred bucks out the gate. Yeah, my wife was talking about buying one of those. Um, yeah, and I was like, "Do it, do what you want." And I was like, "But we'll see." <laughs> they like they already climb on stuff. Yeah, I don't know that they need their own like corner, but people will say it's yeah, like, give them space. Um, but that's basically like you know, my life hasn't really been that interesting. I've basically been like living, trying not to uh, commit like murder or suicide while living at home, and uh, made it out. And now I'm talking to you. So, like, tell everyone, but like, tell everyone what happened to you because your story's like took a positive, crazy turn. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely it was definitely been a weird quarter, as they would, you know, it's been a weird three months for sure. Um, 
in mostly good ways. So uh, I took over ownership of the gym that I was training out of, um, which was a big step. But um, basically, so, so now, now, yeah, um, so not a lot. How it happened? What? Explain how it happened. Because oh, most so, people probably don't yeah. know that you would ever have been like, so, "Oh, I want to own a gym." So no, yeah, uh, essentially, they um, my my bosses, the two owners of the gym. Uh, got a job offer out in California that they couldn't turn down. Um, you know, it was just too good to turn down like the last year or so of, uh, of their existence was pretty crazy. Um, a month after we opened, they found out they were, they were pregnant. And then like a, a month or so after that, they found out that, uh, she had that the woman in the relationship had brain, you know, the, the pregnant one, um, had a brain tumor so there was like that was a crazy thing that lasted for a good little while. But I think like so I think the opportunity to have um, sort of a, a more stable existence with like guaranteed income and like health insurance for their baby and like the rest of her treatment uh, all kind of like factored into that. And they were initially going to run the gym from across the country. But I think after crunching some numbers they were like, this is just going to eat into the the gym's like profitability, um, you know, flying back and forth across the country once a month to like check on things. They didn't want to hire a bunch of people um, to to uh, and then just be like, well, hope it works out. Bye. Uh, so, you know, we came to an agreement um, and, and uh, you know, I, and I took over uh, ownership of the gym and it's uh, I was very happy to do it. It's felt in some ways I'm like having to relearn a lot of lessons um, that I did relearn a lot of lessons that I sort of was able to learn from and then walk away from when I when I when uh when I quit drinking and the band kind of fell apart in 2011 um and just sort of like a lot of a lot of day-to-day stuff like a lot of like the leadership and management lessons that I uh, learned over the years. Um, so I just think, you know, it's, it's been helpful, but it's also been like reawakening a lot of like, uh, not self-consciousness stuff, but it's, it's, um, causing me to face things again that I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna have to deal with this for a while. Cause now, you know, they're like people counting on me and this boat, that, you know, this business again is sort of a, um, it, it, you know, it, like I'm the one steering the ship. So it's kind of all on me. Uh, and one of the biggest lessons that I've had trouble with is like stepping back from short term, um, worry, uh, just because, you know, you, you can get into a mentality, like when you're touring or anytime you're running a business that you're always like, always, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like, it's like a sinking ship mentality. And you're always worried about, like, if I don't keep bucketing water out of this thing, it's going to sink. But the, like, but there, but there's not necessarily any water in all reality. It's just that the ocean is wide and vast. <laughs> you know, and you, you know, you, you have to yeah, more think about the long term than the short term. I get you. I get you. So you're like a full-on sellout now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm living the fully independent business owner life. 
And, um, <clears throat> you know, it feels good because I, I have a great swath of experience with uh, growing a small niche brand. And this is all I like and this gym is all I and that's all I want the gym to be. You know, I'm only concerned with being the best place to positively impact people and their physical health. Um, and you know, for better, you know, for the reality is their mental health, um, within a mile or so of where I, where I operate. Um, you know, I kind of, I kind of don't want to be, uh, I don't care about being like a super big gym or taking over the world. Like I just want my own little pocket. Um, you know, I just want to be a, a small business that super services our clients. And I think we're doing that so far. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that's me. Uh, beyond that, I had a bunch of, I had a pretty, like my schedule got crazy and my, my, eat, like my nutrition got thrown off. My mental health got thrown off and I started abusing marijuana. And so I've stopped doing that. And let's see what else, uh, a bunch of like bad people tried to come back into my life. My dad like reared his head again, and so that's been an issue I've been dealing with. Um, and then this uh, this dude that like date raped one of my best friends in high school. My, actually, he was my best friend until he date raped this girl who's also a very dear friend of mine in high school. And he like dropped back in and was like, "Hey, what's up? Happy to see you're doing well." And I was like, "Yo, leave me the fuck alone!" Like, um. So yeah, so just a lot of like face and shit. Um. Yeah, a lot of craziness, you know, just a lot like, yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of readjusting to sort of a, a leadership role rather than just being like, yeah, I just get to take care of myself, my wife, my dog and my cats for a while. Like I was just settling into that. And then sort of uh, I was asked to rise to the occasion. If that, that makes, makes sense. sense. It does. We actually tried to, re I just remember that we tried to record like back in November and we got like to the day of and you were like, I just remembered this fucked up thing about my one friend trying to rape my, raping my other friend. And I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not even going to ask questions. <laughs> so yeah. Like, it's, okay. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not an uncommon story. Dude played drunk, wasn't drunk, you know, and did his thing and uh yeah nobody made a nobody made as big a fuss about it as i did and that's that but anyway um but you just like pop back in and it, it fucked your world up for a day well i mean a combination of that my, like my my dad rolled back in my life i'm like trying to figure out how to manage that uh just because like i started talking to my dad again or like i allowed him back into my life after uh almost at the behest of my mom because um, her dad had died of can uh, was like died of cancer he wasn't a very good dude um, like alcoholic all around uh, others other very like awful things he did in his past forgive me I'm blowing my nose um, but uh when he died like my mom had some sort of revelations about all that and and their relationship and was like you know your dad's your dad and you know so I've uh, made an effort to try to move forward and not necessarily for, you know, it's just, it's just weird, you know? Um, like, uh, we were supposed to, like, it ended up leading me to like, like cancel like two days worth of training sessions, which is like, it's like a, it's like 20% of my check, you know, or like 10% of my, 10% of my income if I have to dip out for two days cause I can't concentrate on anything. But, um, <clears throat> Just weird stuff. I'm coming to realize that he doesn't fully grasp what uh, 
fully grasp what happened and I'm not sure he ever will, especially at his age. So it's kind of like, what's the point? But also, um, um, I don't know. I'm like determined to, <clears throat> I guess I'm, I can't like, I have a difficulty, difficult time not understanding someone. If that makes sense. Like, like uh, does, do, do you know, know what I'm saying? saying? Like, like if, if someone, someone is the way they are, like, like even if that, like, I want to understand why, mm-hmm. if that, that makes sense. sense. Like, like I, they I don't necessarily need to change. Um, but I, I need, need to like, like under, under like, like, I'm just like driven to understand people. No, I absolutely get that. It, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a nice itch. It's, I think I always joke that it comes from watching too many procedurals because I do the same thing where I'm like, no, no, no. Too many I'm actually not into procedurals. You gotta break that shit down. I know you just watched mine, Hunter. Don't tell me that you're not. Actually, yeah, I mean, that's, I wouldn't consider that a procedural actually because procedurals are, are always, um, Every episode is wrapped up in a nice bow at the end. Okay. When they're not, it's an exception to the rule. Like you get your resolution at the end of like every episode of SVU, except when every you know, every once in a while they do like a multi-part show. Like the bad guy goes away, or there's you know like that's like it's the end is finite. You get your resolution. Um, yeah. So I think, anyway, I think traditional I, procedurals, yeah, but I mean, uh, if Mindhunter is anything, it's really just like a deconstructed version of a police procedural because it is it is a pretty basic format for ten episodes. Other than, I mean, there's there are serialized elements to the narrative, which is kind of what Law and Order has started to do this season. But it's uh, it, the whole time. Don't tell me to walk away from that show like well, I'm going to even go deeper inside people I meet now. Because <laughs> um, it gets struck by that way. And uh, last night I actually had one of these moments where I was trying to. You ever see you? Maybe this is like an extension of that, but you see someone in public or at in my case, it's always at concerts and you like watch how they're interacting with everybody else. And you're like, what's your story, dude? Like, here's a here's a crowd of 1,800 people, but this person sticks out to you and you're like, huh? what's how, how do you get here? Yeah. No, absolutely. I like, you know, I've always been. Um, more of an observer. I've always been sort of an observational person in life. And uh, yeah, I get, I, you know, just to sort of like understand the the foundations of a person or sort of like, I don't know, I, I guess I'm driven a little more that way with my dad, particularly because of like um, my trauma and to understand where that comes from um, or where that all, where that all came from and sort of me being under the, I'm under the impression that his wife was also abusing him. Um, and I'm not sure he ever, he's ever come to grips with that. Uh, and then he used kind of religion to hide behind all that. And now he's stuck in this fucking feedback loop. Um, you know, I think, um, religion is good for lots of people, but it's also bad for lots of people. Uh, so yeah, anyway, um, so that was my, my year. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was like six months in review right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are things with the misses in light of all these big changes and the dad shit and everything? Oh, things are good. Like, uh, Does she you know, ever have um, the topsy-turvy life that you and I talk about? What's that? Does she have a topsy-turvy life like ours that she just doesn't have a podcast for? No, I mean, she deals with her own like depression and anxiety and stuff. Um, 
but she grew up in a pretty a pretty level household. Her parents were super super solid. They're still married. Like they're very supportive of her. And I'm, you know, like she had a she led a you know she had a good a good upbringing, uh, good solid upbringing, um, without much much trauma. Um, <laughs> the other day, like she's super into like uh like um she's really into like procedurals and crime stuff and like like uh that murder show or murder podcast uh, um, my, my favorite, favorite murder that thing she's really into my favorite murder she's a she's into that stuff and I was I was like it's so funny that you actually get to live with a victim of some of this trauma <laughs> and I was like it's not as fun as it sounds <laughs> she's like yeah it's different like because <laughs> Like, you know, there's as like my sort of as I allow myself to like open up emotionally and to like be less like closed off on a day to day basis, I'm I'm like discovering new things that set me off. And one of them uh, the other week, like I was having a panic attack while I was falling asleep because um, I had been like, like I said, abusing the shit out of pot, just getting like ripped. Um, and I and I realized it was because like I didn't want to like be sober if that makes sense like not that i wanted to drink yeah but i just like didn't want i like wanted to detach from my i was looking for an escape essentially yep and being really high is really helpful with that um but so like i'm laying in bed and she like i think i forgot to like unload the dishwasher or something and so i like i'm laying in bed it's quiet and i hear like I hear her like walking around downstairs and my brain starts interpreting this as like angry footsteps. And suddenly I'm back in my bedroom in Hawaii listening to my, my stepmother like walk around like angrily downstairs and I'm just like waiting. And I just remember like waiting for whatever the hell occurred, whatever downstairs she was, um, Karen, my stepmother was unhappy with, um, it would end up coming back on me. Like, I remember being woken up with, like, a hand around my neck because of, like, me, like, speaking out of turn or some, like, like dumb shit like that. Um, so, like, I'm having this, like, I've got the whole narrative in my head about, like, Christine being angry about me not unloading the dishwasher and me, like, just all this stuff. Like, all that, like, I'm just having, like, flashbacks, like, all this is going on. So, basically, I was like, all right. The worst thing you can do when you're having this kind of thing is like try to you get into this zone of wanting to protect people from your your trauma or your like your symptoms because it's like you feel like and I did this with my with my mom as well and it's been you know it took me a long time to realize it and it's been a a journey for me to kind of be a be a you know a connected uh, son again it's still difficult. Um, we don't want to like put that weight of what happened to you on others because it is a weight, you know. Um, but I've found that the worst thing you can do is keep it to yourself. So I decided to go downstairs and just kind of be like, hey, I've been abusing pot as an effort to escape because I haven't wanted to be sober. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that like this big change occurred in our lives and like I'm realizing. So I basically like broke down what was happening to me. And um, I found it to be really helpful. She gave me a big hug. Makes me want to cry thinking about it. And I uh, went upstairs and went to bed. And um, 
I didn't really smoke. I didn't really use any pot after that. And my buddy bought me, or he, uh, for legal reasons, found a, uh, a, a fun chocolate bar um, right before Christmas and, and gave me that. So I ate that in the course of a week. And um, that was fun. But I was like, all right, I'm done with this. And I'm, uh, it'll just be a thing I use occasionally because I'm now aware that it's a problem. But um, anyway, that's what having PTSD is like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I know there was a right before you went off the deep the, went off the deep end with weed there again there was a moment where you texted me and you were like I haven't smoked in a while and I was like what the fuck is wrong with you and then you you're the kind of person where sometimes when I when you tell me you're not doing something I have to be like oh he sometimes he can't he can't just like he has to watch his good times yeah <laughs> I was actually yeah. um I'm working on this uh this this I'm putting together a bunch of collected works from the year and I'm trying to finish this live story for uh, about last night to add to it. And one of the things I, I included a line that honestly I thought of you when I was writing it and at the beginning, I have this free piece of advice about how you should make friends with the people that serve you drinks because they'll give you better drinks. But before I say that, I preface it with like a piece of life advice for people able to have a good time without letting it ruin their lives. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting, interesting man. Yeah, like, my, uh, I think that, I think about things in, like, the things in, in our lives and, like, our culture today, I always try to think of them from, like, a very, very long-term perspective. Um, and, like, in regards to addiction and obesity, uh, I, I think that, like, ironically enough, those genes that lead to addiction and also obesity, um, which are two things that, uh, you know, physical exercise and, you know, diet and what you, you know, your decisions have an effect on. But those genes were the ones that allowed us to survive as a species. Because, like, if you're a – imagine, like, your brain is programmed to want more food. I guess obesity is – more often than not, result of just a you know a dopamine feedback loop, if that makes sense. Um, we we you know overeat and that happens for a long 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 time, um, and then you know you end up where you are. But those like like if you were more determined to find something that gives you that dopamine kick, like when you're a caveman and it's winter time, you're willing to like search harder and farther and longer, and um, and gorge on that stuff when you have it, like you're more likely to make it through the winter, if that makes sense. Um, and those genes allow us to survive as a species. And now we are like, now we as a culture shame those because they don't fit within the paradigms of now. Um, when there's just, when everything is super accessible and super plentiful, I just think, I, I think it's interesting. Um, Absolutely. And while like we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be like, yeah, you're an alcoholic, fuck yeah, or like, yeah, you're obese, yeah, like you're you're gonna die younger because of it. Um, you're gonna die early, you know, um, because of it. Uh, I think there's like a certain certain perspective and empathy that we lack, you know, um, in the long term. Absolutely. I um, I kind of became obsessed with this recently because the same idea in a different way because I. Uh, finished reading call me by your name and then i saw the movie but the book is like far far superior but there's a moment in it where the author kind of gets lost on this idea that i've been heard 
reiterated again in a different way on a Rogan podcast recently, but the concept of like the moment you were conceived, you are kind of like this, uh, you, everyone always knows you're an amalgamation of like you're two people that help create you. You're just two sets of DNA spliced together. But the more we learn about science and it, it's, you're an exact mesh of who they were at that moment. It's not just like, Oh, my dad's real smart now that he's 50 or whatever it is. It's, it's who your dad was when, when he created you and how if that person is obese, it actually changes the way the cells develop in the fetus because they're also obese. But I also apply it to like how you said it was like alcohol. It's, it's one of those things where we don't really think about that that person is a product of who their creators were when they created them. No, absolutely. I mean, I, like, yeah, that's, I would say that's true. Like once you get down to like epigenetics and things of that nature, it gets slightly more complicated than that. Like, it's uh, sort of like, it gets more into, like, the odds mm -hmm. rather than, like, like, it changes odds rather than fate, if that makes sense. No, it does. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I would agree entirely. Like, yeah, most of my, most of my family, um, and I can't, I don't really, I can't remember how, I can't, a, I can't remember how old my mom is, so I can't backtrack to how old she was when she had me. I'm terrible with ages and birthdays and I think numbers, like important numbers in general. Like, yeah, I made a sh like I made a life strategy of forgetting, um, which is why, like, again, like as I've sort of started to retap into being open about uh, or about being a human again, um, like all these little things are popping up. Uh, PTSD related that I like made a point of forgetting. Um, so yeah, it has, it, it has interesting uh, implications for sure. Um, and you know, I see, you know, most of which is strange. I don't like, how do I put this? I don't, I can't think of any redeeming qualities about my dad. And I, and that bothers me because there's, I believe there are exceptions to this rule, but there's good in everybody, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, Hitler owned a dog, you know, like, yeah. so he, like, he, he wasn't like beating the shit out of that dog, like all the time, but, but just my point is like, there's good in everybody. And I think now that like we, I've, I've turned this into my own therapy session. Um, I think I've just realized that's what bothers me about my entire relationship with my dad is I can't think of anything redeeming or positive about him. Now, do you think that that reflects back on how you view yourself on some level? Cause you know, that's a part of you and you're like, is there, is there an element of me that's not at all redeemable? No, no, no. I think um, like in my weaknesses, I see my father. Okay. I get and that. Um, and I don't like that that's, I don't like that that's unba and unbalanced in such a way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like it doesn't sit well with me in life if I can't find anything positive about a person or like, I don't like disliking people. I can't, like, it's just like, there's this dude for, for example, that, uh, lives around town. I don't know anything about him other than this one fact. And I know he's much more than, I know he's on his face much more than that. And everybody I know around him 
thinks he's a great guy. But this one fact is a was a shitty fact. Um, and it and like I can't force myself to have another opinion about him because I haven't had any more interaction with with him beyond that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's sort of the same thing with my with my dad, I guess. Like like I'm troubled by the fact that I can't I can't uh, have a wider opinion of him based on this one thing. But anyway. Yeah, well, enough about like the, the general, <laughs> it's also the general battle of like trying to hold two opposing ideas in your head and like reckon them in some way. Really yeah, it's a, find something about everybody, you know, but this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, like it's like I know it's there, or I know there's value to it. It's like I just don't see it. Like I don't, see, you know, I like uh, yeah, I just like can't find it. I just can't see it, and it's bo- like it bothers me that I can't see it. If that I makes mean, sense. Let's go deeper on the genetics thing because this is something I've been fascinated with recently, which is actually yes. what they hint at in the "Call Me by Your Name" thing, which is um, not only is it a matter of like genetics, like if they're overweight, then you're predisposed to maybe be more overweight. But what about the idea that genetically speaking, you're also possibly furthering something a little bit more less scientific and more uh, I don't know, more spiritual in a way that's like the ambitions of who those people were. Cause I think, I think about this a lot. Like my dad was like really into the idea of uh, becoming an artist or he wanted to be a photographer and stuff when, Oh, surprise. You got a lady pregnant and had to drop out of college and like get a real job. And then fast forward 30 years and the thing he created now kind of does something tangentially related to the aspirations that he had at that time. And uh, maybe not always in such a direct way, but sometimes I, I wonder if the, things that kind of catch our fancy in terms of what we aspire towards is rooted in what those who came before us were aspiring towards, whether vague or precise. Well, I think, and that's, yeah, like, you know, for, I think that's, it's interesting, but I don't know. In the case of Call Me By My Name, they get even into, like, the idea of a uh, sexual thing, where, like, his father has this unspoken curiosity about uh, other men that he was never able to explore himself. Er- ergo, but when his son, he kind of has the realization that his son is, you know, kind of able to take that interest or that um, curiosity one step further, and he doesn't know if it's good for him or bad for him, but there's this part of him that kind of recognizes like, oh, that was in me too, and he got to take it further than I did. You know what I mean? Do you think that creates feelings of resentment from the parent, or? I don't know. I think think that's entirely dependent on the individual. You know, if it's a matter of like, I think in some cases, I think it's uh, it, it can be if the parent feels scorned by the opportunity, but there are you know then there are also those who are like I maybe I couldn't have gone this far with it, or maybe I couldn't have. Like my dad always says, like he doesn't think he could he could have stuck with doing like what I do as long as I do to get to this point. He's like I don't understand how you like keep sane and do what you do, but I know that he wanted to in theory, and I think as he's gotten to see the other side of the coin from my angle, he's like oh, I'm proud that somebody did, but maybe that that would wouldn't have been for me. At at the end of the day. Yeah. So I think well, it's dude, like whether or not they've accepted that maybe their life will go that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows if, you know, I mean, it's easy to look at, because he, like, I would say in the case of your, you and your dad, like, it's, it's, 
it's easy to remove it's easy to look at it from the broad perspective um and be like yeah like i couldn't have done that um but when you're in it when you're in it like your motivations are different your like your drives are different i would i, I would agree that when you when you talk about like the sort of the abstract ambitions of your parents so if like you know if the if like you know if you get it down to like sort of genetic uh programming or like epigenetic stuff you setting your kids up for success or whatever or like if you're like if you're focused like if the abstract say like during heart like there's you get into the abstracts and one is you're either like thriving or just surviving if that makes sense so if you were like stressed if you're gently like, like there's not like, like there's studies and science and stuff to show that like if the like the mother is stressed and like under eating or something of that nature like a, like the, like a, the kid is born smaller and is born with like lower birth weight or they're shorter some like it plays it like it plays a role it plays a role directly and immediately during during um during pregnancy and throughout throughout life as well but um yeah uh or like say if you're like both your parents are like exercising all the time eating right and doing you know blah 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 like and the abstract of there is like is thriving of their pair the paradigm of existence is is uh is is based on like thriving and sort of like living uh, as best a life as they can sort of you know they're setting they're passing on that mind frame at the time yeah they're passing on that mind frame and if that maintains then you're sort of set up with a more a a, a different genetic memory if that makes sense or a different, different like start point, point. I, I guess, guess that's, that's what it is you're set up with a different start point, point. No, you're absolutely right. And I think I think for me at least, I mean, going back home, you kinda of get this in the cycle when you're you know, when you're fifteen, sixteen, you feel like oh, you gotta rage against your parents because they don't get it. You gotta set your own thing. But now that I get older, it's like, okay, uh I, I guess I just you, you it, it all has to do with that idea of like you start to see uh, all adults as like, Oh, they're just people. Like you see old people and you're like, Oh, you were once a baby. Like you have to kinda of keep that in mind sometimes. Like you're just yeah. another idiot creature trying to figure this stuff out. Yeah, we're just falling forward through time. Like we're, like we're, I mean, it's yeah, we're just, like none of us know what we're doing. Like I think the whole, like yesterday is a lesson, and like we're prepared. Like today is about preparing for tomorrow. Like on every level of, on every level of existence, you know. Um, and that's what you know. Idea like you know, as far as like passing. Like procreate like making making more of more people which we don't need and um but it's just about preparing for tomorrow like and I, I, th I think the but what's happened recently in the last several hundred years is just um not doing that anymore uh okay i want to um i want to keep this maybe fairly short because it's pretty much just like uh, if you want to keep listening to the show you have to listen to this episode and then we can like we'll resume our normal craziness in a week, but um, since it is the end of the year and we're going into a new year, and you just kind of talked about planning for tomorrow, or we're about to start 2018, I wanted to. Uh, you like that segue, James? You like, like that segue? We're transitioning very well. It's almost like we made the plan this out before we started. <laughs> we didn't. Um, so a few things. You and I do have a goal to do this every week. We do have uh, a feed set up 
that we've been paying for since September. Um, look, so the show can have its own just page. Like a, just like a gym membership. It's time to start using it. Yeah, but I do think for this episode, we'll put it on our personal feed, but we'll also we'll cross-post to Inside Music just to tell people. I'll add a tag at the beginning so people know that the show now has its own channel. And they one can last find time. it one last one last crossover episode and then from now on you'll have to subscribe to not quite in itself we do have it set up on libsyn uh if you go on twitter which i don't even know the password for our twitter but we'll figure it out and i gotta recover all that stuff yeah, yeah. i actually dropped off social media personally yeah we'll we can talk about that next time yeah that's that's next week's episode but ben might have to run our twitter account unless he tells me the password so yeah um I actually had this moment, side. we're going to get sidetracked real quick, but uh, we'll talk about this next week too, but I'm trying to finish up these two book projects right now, and uh, the other day I was thinking that for one of them, I was like, maybe I'll have Ben write my, the forward, write the introduction at the beginning, whatever it is, the preface, whatever it is where you have the guest writer, the forward. Um, yeah. I was thought about having you write it, and then I remembered that you quit social media, and the asshole in me was like, oh, then you can't promote it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, he, his, the value of his name is less. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know now that i've made it a joke maybe we still find a use for it um yeah, I, but uh that, so yeah. now next week we'll talk about your social media thing and the things i'm trying to work on because i'm hoping to have them done by then um because we didn't even talk about like i got a personal logo since we last talked I'm, I'm working on it i have some ideas but i wanted to do this episode where we we're just like like the first episode where we're like here's everything that's happened to our lives up to this point this episode is here's everything that's happened since the last episode now i can get back into the flow of things and i and I, I wanted to do it because we've had so many like every week somebody emails me or i get a notification that somebody liked one of the episodes on soundcloud and i'm just like okay i got it like we'll make more at some point yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so before we do that, you and I were texting this morning about comedy specials. So and everyone's probably home for a few days still. So yeah. what what a, what were your favorite specials you've seen recently? Do they want to be this? I always forget when things come out for comedy specials. Yeah. Um, but I know personally for me, the two that the three that I guess the three that I keep thinking about this year that people should check out is the uh, for me the Patton Oswalt one, Annihilation. That was great. I got a tattoo from it. We can talk about that next week. Um, yeah. I just rewatched Neil Brennan's Three Mics, which I think is like a perfect comedy special. And uh, one that's not on Netflix that I really like that I just watched was Brett Ernst shot his own comedy special as a one take special. And it's on his website for free. It's Brett, com Brent, eh, Brett, Brett Ernst. Yeah. BrettComedy.com. I think it's just one T. He had a half hour on Comedy Central not too long ago, right? Yeah, he looks like or a Guido. He, he's kind did of he have him on Netflix as well? He might one of the two, but he's one of those like Guido looking Italian guys. Yeah, and he talk, like he's he's very manic in his speech patterns. Yeah, he's super good, okay. but he's just not commercial. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, he's he's got a different beat to his. Yeah. He's one of those speech guys, for sure. Uh, what, what's the term? He's a comedian's comedian. Like all your favorite comics love him, but he's not famous or whatever. yeah he's not super famous yeah yeah he's the uh all of your favorite bands of the comedy world they're great yeah, no <laughs> <one knows anymore. laughs> um, yeah so those are my three but you what were what would you say were your three i think norm mcdonald makes your list because you've already referenced it in this podcast did i yeah you talked about the hitler having a dog thing he has that whole oh thing. yeah that's right i, was, I fell asleep watching that last night yeah <laughs> i fell asleep watching that last night um <laughs> That one was good. I've I I never appreciated not I never appreciated, but I've never seen Norm Macdonald talk for more than three minutes at a time. Mm. So it was you know because he's usually just like on 
late night TV and being a, a weirdo. Um, you know, again, a dude with a different beat. But uh, for I would like to preface this saying that I believe that Netflix pays comedians bonuses or writes into the contracts that they have to reference something else on Netflix in their specials. Because across the board, everything I've seen this year, save for uh, maybe two, everybody said something about something on Netflix. And I don't know if that's just a coincidence or the fact that Netflix is such a force, but it seems like something, like, it seems like genius marketing. Yeah. It's I mean, like... It's ubiquitous, but it is really like a plus. Yeah. So... But uh, I would say, uh, for me, um, my so far I watched the I already watched both of the new Chappelle specials. Um, I'm trying to catch up to you. Well, I was well, dude. Again, I've been like borderline agoraphobic when I'm not like I'm at the gym where I'm or I'm at home. Like I don't go out. Uh, but so today I uh, I watched those. Um, so you've seen four new Dave Chappelle specials. In our early yeah. 2017. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've seen all of them. Um, I, it's interesting. I think, I think Dave, I think Dave's gonna be remembered as he gets older, and I really think he should be okay with. He's getting to be more, a lot more philosophical. Um, in his like, sort of how uh before the whole like like Louis C.K.'s Netflix special 2017. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, you know, and I've always felt like comedians have always been like deep observers of the world and looking, you know, like looking for like deeper truths about things. But Dave was funny, but he also like touched on some very like deep stuff at times. Yeah. Uh, and I really, and I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be all, it like, like there's, there's something to that, something to what, um, Something to what Hicks was doing, I think, like, yeah, like, comedians are starting to, like, some comedians are starting to tap into that. And I think the longer you've been a comedian, the more likely you are to do that. Um, you know what I mean? Just because the longer you, I guess you get a more broad look at things. Anyway, top three, uh, or I say top few uh, stand-up specials. Um, number one on the list, straight off the bat, is Judah Friedlander's um, America is the Greatest Country in the United States. Yeah. Um, holy hell. You texted me about that one. Maybe watch, uh, like, watch this now. <laughs> just a, just a hitter, man. All around. Just, it was a very, like, the whole thing was like a conceptual stand-up special, just as far as, like, he had a topic. It was filmed over a couple different, couple different months, but just jokes all on that stuff. But man, was it good. Um, Pete Holmes' Easy Laugh, I think, came out this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That as was well. one. I forgot about that one, where he sees Enrique. Yeah, yeah, we see the recap. Yeah, that's what that I'm one. I must have, I must have blown through eight or nine times. Um, yeah, and that's saying something because that's like on. Sh- com- he writes really fun to rewatch comedy, which is like a <laughs> yeah, treat. so good. Um, Patton Oswalt was good as well. I'm not as uh, as far as Patton Oswalt goes. He's almost there's something about him I like, but I don't like shit the bed over. Oh. I don't. I think. I don't, like, not, like, I think I, I, oh, I know what it is. Um, Pat Novel is still super angsty, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm not super angsty anymore. You've lost the angst, the nerd rage. Yeah, like, I've, like, pu- like I've pulled back into, like, 
deeper shit. Like I like now when I hear like angsty music that I might have been attracted to as a as a as a younger person, I like I just think to myself like I'll figure it out eventually. Like, like you know, like that girl doesn't matter. That fucking awkward conversation you had doesn't matter. Like you know, none of it, none of it. Uh, nobody's gonna remember any of that. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you die and someone writes an obituary, they're not going to be like, this is, remember that one time Steve, like, tried to hug that girl and accidentally grabbed her tit by mistake? Like, like, yeah, like, like that. Like, nobody's going to remember those, like, stupid things that you go over a thousand times in your head and you write songs about. Um, so, yeah, I guess I've pulled back from that a bit. Uh, but, yeah, he's still, like, real angsty um, and still, like, super angry. Yeah. Uh, or not suit like yeah, I guess he is he's I mean he, he's still got like that fire. He had like a little bit of that reason to be angry. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. But it was now, absolutely. Like a weird special too. Like it's it's almost like uh like you almost can't count it in canon because it's so unique to the circumstance of like losing Absolutely. A lot like uh uh what was her name? Um the, damn it. the Tignataro one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know exactly, exactly what I'm talking about. about. Yeah, the only special I did. Yeah, that was mention, a uh, special. I did forget to mention the R.A. Shafir double making special. So I think that that two parter is fantastic. It was special. very good. And it, it was, was very good. I also I've ever heard. I have problems with his rhythm. <laughs> like, like the so, like his the way he talks, like the beat of his beat of his speech. Uh, it's a condescending cadence, if there ever was one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like I guess like sometimes. One of the things that I don't like about comedians is being um, too time specific. If that era specific, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, like, um, like, like the most, the biggest example. Like, I guess when I say that specifically it was with Ari, like he talked about like getting pregnant on Tinder and like getting pregnant through Tinder and stuff like that. Opening joke is like ten minutes of a girl that got pregnant through Tinder. Yeah, and like that's. And that's a, uh, and that, like not that that's a bad joke, but it's almost like re- like using the word word like words like email, yeah, and like like uh and shit in like songs, because it all like it all it seems too like it's like, like it's, it's not gonna pass that that time. Like I remember a band that wrote like I, I was playing a show and the local was opening and they were like this next song is called Via Hip Top. And I cringed, like, my balls retracted into my body, and, like, I was like, oh, God, like, how, like, there's <laughs> just something about it that, that rubs me the wrong way. Not that the joke itself isn't, um... Well, it's almost like low-hanging, it's like a low-hanging fruit joke. Anyone could come up with the getting pregnant on Tinder joke. That's not a joke that's unique to your worldview. Yeah, and... You know, hey, like I got like, no strikes against the guy. It is a good special, but I would also say that the Neil Brennan uh, thing with Neil Brennan, um, it's great. Oh, yeah, it's just a, it's it was fantastically done. I feel like Netflix gets gets a little bit excited whenever someone has a like a concept for their special, like the Hassan Minaj Homecoming special is pretty specific. That was good too. I was real hesitant about it just because I don't uh, I don't think he's super funny on the Daily Show. He's got some he's got some hits. You know, not everybody's. Knocking it out of the park every time. It's a character. But, um, it's, a, it's a character. Yeah, but I thought it was. Uh, I appreciate the like these these specials that have been like more of a, a reflection of someone's life, mm-hmm. and like 
uh, if that makes sense. Like, it's more like uh, a comedian talking about their, their like, life story in a way. Um, there's something that, there's, there's something that's unique. That like, with the Neil Brennan thing, same thing. You know, I think he's, he's got a little, his comedy's a little more up my alley. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he is—he has a similar father story in some ways, other than being yeah. only oh, the, being the tenth of ten children, which is crazy. That's a lot of kids. It's, I think that's like, literally the next line of the special. Is that's a lot. If you don't own a farm, you shouldn't have that many kids. <laughs> like, if you don't physically need the labor. <laughs> Back when we had to have kids to run to keep the farm alive. Literally, like before the industrial era or before the fifties, mm-hmm. maybe this no before the fifties, yeah, pre World War Two, parents were all uh, fathers were almost always granted custody of children in divorce and separation cases because they were literally needed to keep the farm or like whatever they were doing going. Yes, exactly. I guess I would say before child labor laws. <laughs> um, real quick uh, before we go, there was one other. Did you uh? You know, I want to talk about the other life update, the other thing you've been working on, your other project. Oh, the mute. Oh, yeah. So, like, I had, uh, rec- <laughs> I had plans. Once again, I had plans to record a song on December twelfth. We were gonna do it, um, but life got away, man. You know, like, um, essentially, like, it I. It, I mean, like, something exists. You have ideas. Yeah, yeah. I'm always exists. working on stuff. Um, it's it. just a matter of having the time to do it. And again, like balancing that, looking down the hole without falling into it. Yeah. Like I consider creativity a sign of mental instability for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, or like something's going on. It may not necessarily be bad, but there's a chemical imbalance. Like <laughs> yeah, we definitely. Uh, well, maybe maybe it'll maybe it'll finally produce itself in the form of a theme song for this show. I feel like I feel like you should take this exact concept of creativity being a sign of mental health and make that what the theme song of the show is. Yeah. I mean that's well, with this with the new with the new stuff again, like um like I've shared the little the shitty little demo with you and like it'll come to fruition in the in the next couple months. It's just a matter of like having the time to make it happen, having the money to make it happen. Um you know, all that. Because essentially, you know, I lost like two weeks of business between Christmas and Thanksgiving, just because everybody's busy or out of town or whatever. So it's kinda like making all that you know, these are like, they're like the, those like November and December are like the lean times for a gym. Um, so theoretically, um, you know, the next couple months will be good times, allow us to like save some money, work on some other stuff. And then, yeah, come like February or March, I'll be able to record a, a couple, uh, record a couple songs, but we'll see, you know, it's all, it's all a matter of, um, actually getting in a room together and recording it. Yeah. So that's all that's going on in our lives. Yeah books we got podcasts we got music we got gyms i mean we're pretty much a perfect dis- distraction from everyday life between the two got of apartments yeah <laughs> uh still got cats a lot's changed lots stayed the same and uh now we're gonna be back in like a week and we I mean it's almost exactly an hour uh one last i think you'll find this real funny and i wanted to tell you this before because i'm gonna use it i think i'll use it for the song in this week's episode because it's just dumb and it came up but like a week yeah. ago I learned that my most played song on Spotify of all time is this old country song called You're the God, Reason God Made Oklahoma. Um, yeah. That was written and recorded for the Clint Eastwood movie Any Which Way But Loose, which is the one where he runs around with a monkey. Sorry, a chimp. What? 
Yeah, there's a Clint Eastwood, <laughs> there's a Clint Eastwood movie where he has a monkey sidekick and they fight crime. Um, okay. From the eighties. Yeah, I was uh, gonna. You didn't have to say that. We all knew. Yeah, <laughs> you know the decade. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, in it, the romantic theme is called "You're the You're the Reason God Made Oklahoma," and it's just this is a song that I really liked. And uh, I never thought that I like it was my most played song by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um, well, and then you I have was, to think about the fact that is that the most most, most of the time like. like if you're specifically listening to the odds of it being a most played song, if you only listen to that song, mm-hmm. are like greatly increased, if that makes sense. It's true. Like right? if you specifically pick that song to listen to, it is you only have to do that like 10 or 15 times, you know what I mean? It's true. It's definitely been a song that I use. It's something that I've also like put on a bunch of playlists because I'm always just like, oh, but that comes on and I'm going to make it through the whole song. Anyways, so, uh, I, so that came up and like all my other top tracks were like modern songs. Where it was like, I know I've listened to this a ton, so I can't even imagine how many times I've had to play this stupid goddamn Oklahoma song. And, yeah. Uh, so then I looked up the guy that wrote it, because I never cared. And um, he's 76. His name's David Frizzle. And uh, he's 76. He still he still plays shows. So you know what I had to do was reach out to his son, who runs his website, which is very out of date. And I'm going yeah. to hop on the phone with him this week. Angel Fire. I'm going to do a whole interview with this guy about the fact that he has my favorite song on Spotify. And I learned in doing so that his most, that's his second most popular song of all time. The first one is one that my mom could sing to me by title alone. And she's not the musical one of my parents. Um, It's it's an old country song called I'm going to hire a wino to decorate our home. Wow. Yeah. And it's, this guy sounds like a, a country, um, uh, what's his name? Um, you know, me and my arrow. Um, oh, yeah. oh I can't think damn. of his name. Um, he's, about, you know, it's a great song and it's about, uh, it's about like a wife who's going to turn their house into a bar so that her husband spends all his money there. Um, yeah. I gotta tell you, this sounds like a, a segment on This American Life. It really does. And so, or like, um, what is like, or one of those like Gimlet Media podcasts where they're like, this is how technology in real life, like, yeah, exactly. So, I, so, so I emailed his son Joe, and uh, he was like, he, he literally responded to my email because I, I set it up by being like, so this, this happened, this Spotify thing happened, and I want to do an interview with this guy to try to get to the bottom of like why I think this song is so good. Um, yeah. And he was like, how old are you? And I, was like, I was like, I turned 30 three weeks ago, and he was like, my dad released that song more than 30 years ago. And I was like, I'm aware. <laughs> uh, I get I that this is a weird request, but he was like, yeah, man, I'll get you on the phone with him this week. So by the next time we talk, I will have interviewed apparently one of my favorite artists of all time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and hopefully he's like a good guy, but I hope that like I'll get a cool story. Because he kind of seems like one of those, maybe... This is like oh, I can't think of any. It happens. There's a billion movies about this, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to this guy where I'm gonna call the world forgot about you, but you're like a hero. Yeah, you did things. Um, I mean, the, the world forgets about everybody. Yeah, exactly. Some of us just live long enough to watch them do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's been not quite for this week. On that bitter note, uh, <laughs> um, Ben isn't on Twitter anymore, but. Now, you can you can find me. I'm gonna start existing like on the not quite podcast Twitter. Which is I just not quite pod. Not quite pod. Not quite pod, yeah. We'll uh we can address social media and all of its damning implications next week. So next week is about uh social media. 
and book project and uh, this old man I'm going to talk to, maybe get some life advice. I rarely get to interview uh, somebody that's above 70 years old. It's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, ask him how Korea was. <laughs> I'm going to ask him what it's like. To... I'm just saying the odds of him having fought in North Korea, in Korea in the Korean War are pretty high. They are. They're pretty high. I'll do some. I'm going to I'm gonna dig in there. We'll get into it next week. But uh, you have a good week, man. I need to go and uh, finish unpacking. Okay. <laughs> I'll see you next year, James. I'll see you next year, Lid. <laughs> have fun, everybody. Follow us on <laughs> Not Quite Pod. Uh, we'll probably have a website at some point, but we don't yet. So, Not Quite Pod on Twitter. That's that. That's that. <laughs>